it should be as imperfect as possible it should be something like a child's play welcome to the pixel paper podcast a series where we get to know the creative processes behind up and coming digital artists my name is noor graphic designer and work in progress artist and i'll be your host for this series Sharing his childlike characters on Instagram has been a way for our first guest to process his overthinking. Anand dives deep into the thoughts behind his work and unpacks the story of his famous Apupa characters, as well as sharing his inspirations and his feelings towards the creative process, giving us a different way of seeing things. So sit back, get comfy, and enjoy. Hi Anand, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. No problem. So for the benefit of our audience, could you please introduce yourself? My name is Anand Krishnan and uh, I am a graphic designer and an illustrator based out of this uh, place called Palakkad in Kerala. Cool. Thank you. The reason I wanted to uh, interview you for the benefit of the people listening is because I've been following you for a really long time and I love your work. He has a really simple style but it's very meaningful. Could you just tell us a bit more about your work? I got a lot of responses was towards my comics. So, I think maybe I will speak to that. So, these characters actually it has a very funny origin story as I would like to call it. So, I was in Hyderabad at the time and I was working for a client. i had to come up with a design for a brochure uh, for an educational program for kids and i have had this deadline for like about a month and you know i was i kept making on these concepts and none of them you know was working it was the last week and i had to like really give the client something otherwise i was going to be in trouble i was at her place and then i noticed a lot of these toys and these educational materials so i thought you know uh, why can't i make use of these uh, materials and then you know come up with a concept and i decided to stay and uh, i started clicking pictures of these uh, toys and uh, learning materials and all of that and then i had to somehow connect these pictures together and uh, form a book and that's why i decided uh, you know what all these pictures and all these toys and materials are so random i need something to kind of you know connect them together that's when these characters came in my mind and i drew these characters doing stuff together my client also liked it and she decided to go ahead with the design but then it wasn't the same characters that you see in my comics it's it was slightly different over time i kind of started drawing these characters everywhere you know wherever i go like i'm in a coffee shop and drawing these characters on the table which i got scolded for some many times and then uh, i started drawing these characters on walls and sketchbooks and they weren't really saying anything as uh, at that point then i started giving them a voice like what would they talk about one day i decided that you know let me try posting a story and then i did it and a uh, few of my friends really liked it and then they were like you should you know keep making more of them and i did that's how these comic 
started and they are all stories uh, you know kind of anxieties and uh, overthinking and stuff that i do uh, i guess these comics are also a way of way for me to kind of make the situation uh, less complex for me as well like you know but uh, when i'm putting it out and then people are seeing it they would just have a smile in their mind and i feel good about that you know like so that's the story with these characters okay that's cool so essentially because you procrastinated so much for your deadline these characters were born <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can say that that's cool so you mentioned that a lot of the stories that you tell through these characters is like personal stories so is it a way almost like therapy i guess so yeah it is it is sort of uh, like a therapy for me because like most of these uh, stories start with an experience that i had a conflict or an anxious thought you know we never really think of like an alternative right we always think of how everything is going to end and you know doomsday and all of that but i guess these comics are for me to kind of look the other way other possibilities and you can see this as a different an entirely different thing altogether i would say like your style is pretty minimalistic you know most of your comics i can see they're black and white Um so what drove you towards this style of work and how did you get to the point where you're comfortable with this aesthetic So I never really uh, saw it as a minimalistic art or that I wanted to do you know minimal minimal characters if you notice the characters right they're very imperfect they all have jagged lines and very organic and it almost feels like a kid has made a doodle and i feel like that makes these characters very relatable to the human experience because it's not always so perfect right and that is how i wanted to portray the stories too i mean i could have that and you know designed a character with precise i don't know measurements and anatomy and color and depth and all of that but i don't know like i it, it just didn't appeal to me i felt like it should be as imperfect as possible it should be something like a child's play all this was running in the back of my head i never really sat and designed a whole lot of characters for these comics it took birth in a very natural way i never really iterated much and sometimes i feel like as i am making more comics the characters are changing in certain ways like it's not always the same like it appears the same but when i'm drawing it it kind of feels different and i i feel like that is like the beauty of this character as well and that in a way kind of talks about how we are as humans doing a lot of mistakes and learning that sounds really great because i think from what i'm understanding is that these characters just evolved from a place of intuition they kind of just came out of you you didn't think about it Yeah it was it was an accident i would say like i never really wanted to make comics i remember when i was in my design school i wanted to make things all perfect colors and anatomy and everything this is complete this is like a complete opposite to that i used to not like it but now now this is a story and i don't know i quite like this process more than what i was in design school that's really interesting so you mentioned you went to design school so do you think that your skills that you've learned in design school have affected your art and and how you view it of course 
I joined design school after my well, until that point of time, it was a very traditional and conservative system that I've gone through. And my design school, design school, our design school, which is DJ Academy of Design, gave us a space to give me a space to kind of you know think for myself and what I want to do. I guess all of that had a lot of impact on the way I'm working and seeing things. So you had that creative freedom to explore, I suppose. Yeah. For me, I've noticed that you don't use a lot of color, actually, when, especially when you're doing your comics, at least. Is there a reason for that? And I mean, what does the use of color mean to you? So initially, I started with no color at all. It was just black lines on a white paper. So that was the intention. But now I've started to use a little bit of color and I'm just experimenting it with different styles to see how it feels to people. So I have realized that in certain comics, there is no color except for like, there will be like this heart shaped balloon. And that would be the only thing that would be colored or there would be like plant and that would be something that has the only, the rest of them would be like in grayscale. By doing so, I I feel like I'm giving focus towards that particular element and the value that it stands for. The latest comic that I've made, right? I've used colors a lot on the trees and the plants and I wanted to show growth. I felt like using color is doing justice to that statement. So that is how I'm looking at color. That's cool. Yeah, I can see. You really kind of, I suppose, evolved with your use of color, which is really I nice to see. This episode with yeah, I'm not sure and though. Like, you know, sometimes it feels me, like, okay, I this is good without any use of color. Thing. Or sometimes and it feels like, okay, this is, the black and white is much better than color option. This communicates well. Why do I have to use color? Can I communicate the message without the use of any color sometimes i feel like adding color would add more layers and add and therefore add more meaning to it so you mentioned before that um you notice how people react to your use of color uh, in your work so do you think that you use people's feedback to influence your work especially on instagram i i experiment with it like recently i made this comic talking about growth and do we really need to grow up and i initially made that purely in black and white following strictly what our purpose stand for then while i was making that i had this thought that you know maybe i should do this in color uh, but i guess at that point of time i was lazy and i i was really excited about the story as well you know i wanted to put it out I was excited to show the story. So I just put it out as a black and white comic. Then later on, I thought like, you know what? Let me try a colored version and see how uh, people are reacting to it. I get feedbacks based on how many, how many people are liking the post. Not really with, you know, I don't think Instagram uh, would act as a medium for critical feedback as such. But I guess... Along with uh, people's opinion, it is, I'd have to like kind of make an opinion about it myself, right? So when I do that, when I'm comparing two artworks, one is color and one is without color, I feel like, okay, like, you know, I like the colored one better. Maybe I should do more of that. Let me try. So it helps me grow as a person, you know, trying and experimenting more with different styles and different techniques and 
of making the whole comic. So it's basically a lot of trial and error. Yeah. I mean, I can see that from your Instagram, you have certain different styles. Yeah. At at one point, you know, uh, I was making only uh, these comics, you know. I felt like I was, you know, boring people with <laughs> these characters and stories. And I thought like, you know, maybe I should do something different. That's when this other character, you know, kind of popped into my head. And so that character has a lot of color. So that has a lot to do. I mean, I'm using a lot of color and everything over there. With that character, I thought I'd explore color and see how that goes. So it's like Appupa grew up. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Where did the name come from, actually? Appupa is a Malayalam word for grandfather. So it's interesting that you've termed this small character as grandfather. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it also sounds kind of cute, you know, like that word. And when I was a little kid, whenever I used to go and visit him, he knew only one story or maybe he knew more stories, but he would only say uh, this story of uh, this crow and how it drank water from that pot by putting stones in it but it was something that that he always did and and it got all uh, all our cousins together and we used to like just i don't know why we listened to it but then we did anyways i, I don't know I, I guess that also had a little bit of influence to the name i really admire him as a person my grandfather so i guess i guess that had something to do with the name too or it's also like if you if you split that word it would read as a poopass so it's a, so this guy is kind of you know making fun of all the silly situations that we get ourselves into so that's also another story with the name <laughs> yeah that's great that's great i like the childhood connection actually maybe I don't know, maybe subconsciously that's why you've kind of drawn it in a childlike way. Yeah, and uh, he used to encourage me a lot as a kid, you know, like to draw more. He never scolded me for drawing on his walls. Like, in fact, he kept them like that for a really long time until my uncle decided to get married and then they wanted to get the whole house repainted. That was really heartbreaking for me. We used to have this rice mill business and he used to keep my drawings in the shop so people would come and ask who did this and he would proudly say that it's my grandson's work wow i can see he's been a big influence in your life yeah yeah he passed away so probably i don't know i feel, I feel like this is like a, a thank you that's sweet yeah so that's i suppose that's your kind of inspiration we've talked about all that of course, your work that we see on your Instagram, at least, is mostly digital. So do you start straight away on digital or, you know, how do you capture your ideas from your head to manifest it in real life? So, uh, yeah, as you said, like it's it starts with an experience and uh, I'm a person who overthink, like even if it's something small, I keep overthinking about the situation and then make it so big that I can't carry it. Then I, I kind of, I, I start writing about it, I I start writing about the whole experience and what and how it made me feel from from the writing process itself. I kind of avoid like this is an interesting idea for a comic. Maybe I should make it. So then I start sketching and I would draw these characters talking to each other or maybe even thinking about it. I would start with a sketchbook 
it need not even be sketched i remember sometimes i get these ideas and draw them on newspapers or whatever i find around all point pen or pencil or i start sketching them first then once i feel like this is what something that i want to show then i would turn into my laptop and as of now i'm using the affinity photo to draw earlier i was using photoshop so you go from a physical or like a traditional art process to the digital process yeah yeah who who do you go to for artistic inspiration and how do you use that inspiration as well yeah so there are a lot of artists who kind of inspire me i can't like i can't do justice by talking about only a few of them but they're not just you know like uh, painters or digital artists there are there are poets that i really admire then there are writers and there are traditional painters there's this guy called miles johnston i think he goes by the instagram handle miles art almost all his illustrations and uh, art that i see is you know very dark and very it's very kind of surrealist fantasy yeah it's a, yeah it's a surrealist dark fantasy yeah, moody. i don't know i don't know yeah. what words to use but whenever i see his artworks scrolling through instagram i would really i can really feel it you know like there is this artwork of his where uh, this person is falling into a canvas and i keep looking at it i wish i had that painting in my room but i i'm not that rich to buy guess so <laughs> one day one day yeah for sure so whenever i see that i i i feel that fall you know like the escape and everything that is represented in that painting most of his artworks are very dear to me there are other artists like you know there is this artist called worry lines and among all of these artists right i i fall for their genuinity in their work i think like it's 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 almost like i can see that person through this art and and i could like really uh, relate to that artwork and that is something that i want to or at least i try to kind of represent through my art like i want to be like as real as possible and show people like the real side of things and not just i don't want to like pretend and be some be like someone else like this is me and this is what i want to tell you so that's what i see in all these artists work and that is something that i want to have in my own work as well i think you do a good job of it because when you were speaking about the genuinity if that's the right way of saying it um of the artists whom you admire i was thinking about how i feel that from your work so i think it's it's working <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> how do you learn and improve your craft so i i was actually talking about learning and improving my art recently i was actually having a meltdown about it because i don't really sit down and kind of i think Uh, everyone's doing 3d art and stuff maybe i should start learning something about that so i could do well and get more work but then i decided to okay uh, learn but that process wasn't really working for me you know sitting down to like just learn the software as such or learn a particular technique how i learn is let's say i want to make a piece of art and 
that art involves creating a texture of water reflections right and i don't know how to create that using illustrator or photoshop so then i kind of you know have to go to youtube and look at okay how to make this how to make that and then i learned that process and in in that process i learned so many other things about different tools and functions and all of that so that is what drives me i guess i guess it it all depends on what kind of art i want to make and what the message i want to show so i feel like i sh- uh, that that seems to be working for me so i try to keep myself uh, engaged making something or the other every day or at least like every few days push myself and i'm more towards like improving how i see things five years back uh, i wouldn't be i wouldn't be seeing let's say take let's take love like five years back i wouldn't i wouldn't be seeing love the same way as i'm i'm seeing it now i feel like that is something that i would want to focus improving the thought process of how we see things and that kind of helps me you know learn and move forward i guess so it's more of a introspective process than it is necessarily a creative process mm, yeah i guess you could say that yeah no i think that's that's a good point because even i completely understand what you're saying because there's so many creative disciplines and i think as designers or artists we feel that pressure to we need to learn this new thing and this new thing in order to stand out but perhaps all we need to do is just improve on what we are good at just try to look at things and see things in a different way different light you know i guess that itself kind of uh, will push you to look for solutions and that would lead you to learn more things all right i think we'll move straight to the last question that i had um which is a question that i've asked everyone that i'm interviewing and that is remember a time you were stuck in a deep creative rut so when you were stuck creatively how did you break free uh, that is something that i find myself uh, occupied with most of the time like you know i i make something and post it and then after that i am in that whole process of okay what should i make next and often times i'm like always lost you know okay what do i do what do i do and what should i make what is the message that i want to tell people i remember telling a, a friend once that you know just to like keep making stuff don't uh, think about the impact or anything but just keep making and that is something that i've started doing earlier i think about okay, today uh, i'm i'm talking about loss right tomorrow what should i be talking about and then i fall into that rut and it will take like a long time for me to like come out and stuff but lately what i've been doing is i take a random object like you know like a brush or a pencil and i start making a comic with that that would be like my constraint i have to have a brush or a a pencil in that comic and i would make it because i'm not really think i'm not really thinking about what message i want to to do but subconsciously uh, it's always along those lines it will be like uh, on the same theme with the rest of the stories so yeah so i would just say like just keep doing stuff that's what i do like i keep making things with whatever i have around me so that kind of helps me sometimes like even taking a break helps 
from drawing itself i try to shift it into like walks or going for a drive i remember i was in this rut once and i was talking to this friend of mine like we were talking about something and it gave me an an idea to make a new comic so this whole rut thing it's it's a part of the process i feel like for all artists like we have to be there to kind of come up with new stories new art so instead of seeing it as an enemy we should kind of make it our you know best friend and make use of that situation being in that rust rut phase allows you know allows me to kind of explore more yeah it's a it's a good thing i, I feel now i'm like okay it's like i'm in that phase now let me go and try something new or different that i haven't tried before so it it gives space to explore it should be seen as a good thing that that is what i feel at least that's that's kind of like blown my mind because i've never thought of a creative rut in a good way <laughs> so what you've said has just really i guess it's made me think of of the other perspective like you were saying earlier yeah maybe i should ma- start making a comic about creative rut see like i am having a conversation with you and having an ideas about making a new comic so yeah that's <laughs> life imitating art imitating life <laughs> yeah okay well that's all my questions thank you so much anand it was a pleasure to talk to you likewise I hope you enjoyed this episode with Anand and perhaps learned a thing or two. For me, I learned that creative ruts are actually a good thing and that we should go with the flow and not to force things when it comes to our artwork. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.